You are listening to Seek the Good, episode 19, This is Happening for Me. This is the podcast where we seek the good in life, in others, and in ourselves to create an extraordinary life. This is Seek the Good, and I'm your host, Jaquel Cole. Hello, friends. Today we're going to talk about making room in our life for everything that that happens. This came up for me because my family and I are very big BYU football fans. And we love watching football together. It's kind of a, it's just a family thing, (laughs) I feel like. And we bond over it and we have a lot of fun with it. And this last weekend was BYU versing Utah. And for nine times in a row, BYU has lost. And since my husband and I have been married at least, and even before that, we have watched every single BYU, you know, for that time span, we've watched the BYU against Utah, hoping that BYU would win. And this last weekend, um, the game was happening and a few weeks ago my husband's friend invited him to go to the BYU game with him and I was like all for it I was like yeah you should go and this was before BYU football even started and um so I was just like yeah you should go you would have so much fun being there in person and watching the game and that would be so fun you know I was just thinking about that and I told him he should go and Anyway, so he decided to go, and I was fine with it, and then all of a sudden it got kept getting closer and closer to the BYU versus Utah game, and I had all this, like, sadness come up for me, and kind of being upset at myself for letting this ha- happen, that my husband was going to be with somebody else during the BYU-Utah game. And I wasn't going to be there with him. And I wasn't going to be able to enjoy that time together. Because we have a lot of fun cheering on the team together. Especially when it's against Utah. And what if they won? You know, what if they were going to win? And I wouldn't get to, like, have that moment with my husband where they've won. And we get to just, like, enjoy that moment together and have so much fun with it. So I, like, especially the day of, I was just mad at myself because I was thinking, why didn't I think ahead and think, well, I want to be there in the stadium with my husband. Like, why didn't I create that experience for us and make that happen? And so I was really upset and I, like, started crying and I kept kind of resisting this negative feelings around it. And just kind of wanted to push it away. Like, this shouldn't be happening. I should be there with him. And all this stuff. And it kind of, there was a lot more to it that made me, I eventually, like, I don't know if the, probably the word isn't exploded. But I eventually just kind of broke down and started crying. And and because I was feeling really strongly about this. And like I said, some of it wasn't around this. There was a lot of other things going on, too. I had been realizing that I wasn't 
setting up enough times for enjoyment for me. I was, I get into this a lot of times where I just am kind of a taskmaster over myself, like just kind of with a whip, like, let's get this stuff done, let's do it, you know, kind of thing. And maybe not a whip, I'm not that hard on myself, but I don't really reward myself or give myself too much time to do fun things that are rewarding to me. And I was recognizing this and wanting to change it. And I was having a hard time and I was kind of judging it for sure and thinking, what's wrong with me? Why would I like plan fun things, you know, kind of thing and judging it, which is not helpful. And so I, so all this stuff was going on. And I think that's kind of why I was feeling upset because I was thinking, well, I could have thought of this beforehand and planned such a fun night with my husband at the BYU game in the stadium together, right? And then I was kind of mourning this thing that hadn't happened yet, (laughs) that what if BYU beat Utah, finally? (laughs) And what if I wasn't there with my husband to enjoy that moment together of celebrating together? And so I was kind of mourning that beforehand. And then... The night went on. We went to the game. Guess who won? BYU. And it was fun to watch the game. I was with other family and we celebrated the win kind of thing. But that night and the next day, I felt like crying a lot because I just kind of was mourning that experience that I could have had, I guess, with him. And I just thought that... I just really wanted that, I guess. I really wanted it, and it didn't happen. And who knows when the next time that opportunity will come, when BYU is playing at the BYU Stadium, and I get to go with my husband, and they win. Like, who knows if that'll ever happen again, you know? I hope it does, but who knows? So I was thinking about this, that it was so hard for me to kind of accept that this happened. that I didn't get to have that experience with him. And I went, I was thinking about how many, how many people have awful, awful experiences in their life and need to like accept them in a sense. And, you know, accepting them can be kind of grieving or however it is. But my situation was really a lot smaller than them. And I'm not going to say that there was part of me that was like, this is silly, Jaquel, like, knock it off, <laughs> kind of thing. But that really meant something to me. And so I stopped judging it and just realized, okay, this meant a lot to me. So this is big and important. But when harder things happen, I need to be able to accept them and move on. And I went to church on that Sunday after with that in mind. How can I accept hard things? How can I be okay with them when I don't want them. I don't want them in my life. How can I be okay if I don't want them? And I went to Release Society. I love Release Society. (laughs) I went to Release Society and there was our teacher started talking about this exact thing, how to make room for things in your life that you don't want there. And she worded it different, but it was the answer to my prayer, the answer to the question that I went to church for. 
Christ is taking all of us into the inn. There's room for all of us in the inn. And another way to look at it too, there's room in the inn. There's room in our life for the good and the bad. There's room for all of it. She also shared an excerpt from the talk given by Elder Pinella B. Wakuo, I think is how you say it. And his talk was called God Loves His Children. And when he, she was shared this to show that when we resist things, we become rebellious. And she said the word willful, which I think means that we're caught up in our own will and not open to like what God's will could be for us. And reading from Elder Wakulo's talk, he said, In 2016, while serving a mission in Little Rock, Arkansas, I asked Brother Kava to deliver a package to my older sister, who lived on the island in Fiji. His response was not something that I had anticipated. President Wakulo, he groaned, your sister passed away and was buried 10 days ago. I had self-pity and even felt a little upset that my family did not even bother to let me know. The next day, while my wife was teaching missionaries, this thought penetrated my soul. Pinella, all these experiences are for your own good and development. You have been teaching and sharing your testimony about the atonement of Jesus Christ. Now live accordingly. He says, I was reminded that happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, we should despise not the chastening of the Almighty. It was a spiritual surgery for me, and the outcome was immediate. So this is kind of what his, what he learned from that experience. Well, God chastened him and helped him to be reminded that all these things are done for his good. He says, just as I was contemplating the experience, I was called upon to give my concluding thoughts to the discussion. Among other things, I shared the lesson that I had just been taught by the Spirit. He didn't say by the Spirit, but I added that in. <laughs> because of the Savior's sacrifice and ransom, I will no longer refer to my challenges as trials and tribulations, but as my learning experience. And because of his perfect, sinless life, I will no longer refer to my shortcomings and lack of abilities as weaknesses, but rather as my development opportunities. How cool is that when the Spirit spoke to him and he had this shift that his trials and tribulations were no longer those to him. They weren't trials or tribulations. They were learning experiences. And also that his shortcomings and lack of abilities, he wouldn't look at them as weaknesses anymore. But he'd look at them as development opportunities. I thought that was such a powerful, cool switch, right? And when bad things happen to us, she talked about the movie Holes. Have you guys seen it? Where it kind of refers back to... Um, well, I honestly do not know it well enough to tell you names and all those things, but there's the main guy. Um, 
well, I don't know if he's the main guy. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. I don't know it well enough to tell you, but there's, if you've seen it, you'll know the character that always says, I'll fix that. So there's this school teacher, and there's this guy that comes and he, every time he sees something she needs, he says, I can fix that, or I'll fix that. And so she like has a leaky roof and he says, I can fix that. And so he does. And then she needs something else done and he's like, I can fix that. And he does. And then he sees her crying and he wipes away her tears and says, I can fix that. And she related this character kind of like our Heavenly Father. He sees the bad things, the hard things, and he doesn't take them away from us. He lets us experience it. But God says, I will fix it. That's his role. That's why he sent us here, because he knew he could fix it. <laughs> he could, and not just fix it. And, and when I say fix it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be happen the exact way we want it to happen, right? But he's going to take whatever experience we have, and he's going to make that for our good if we let him. And not just for our good, like he's going to make things even better if we lean on him. I thought that was such a cool, powerful example of God and his role in our life. So the last example that she gave us was of two sisters. And if you've read The Hiding Place, you've read their story of Corey and Betsy Ten Boom. Boom. And they were... Dutch Christians who were very brave and they helped harbor Jews from the Nazis in Holland during World War II. Eventually, the sisters were arrested for doing so and they were imprisoned in a concentration camp. And they were in their barracks and all of a sudden, the one sister, Corey, felt something bite her leg. And she looked down and realized there were fleas. There were fleas everywhere. And she was so upset, and she told her sister, how, how can we live in a place like this? So her sister, Betsy, started praying and asking, show us, and asked Heavenly Father, show us how we can live in this. And then it came to Betsy, the Spirit spoke to her and helped her remember the scripture that they had read earlier that morning, which was 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 through 18. And it said, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. She said, that's it. That's our answer. We need to give thanks in all circumstances. And Corey was kind of not feeling grateful at all. And she said, such as, <laughs> like, what can we be grateful for, right? And Betsy started thinking, she's like, we can be grateful that they assigned us here together in the barracks. And Corey realized that that's true, you know, and then, and then she said, we can be grateful that they didn't check our pockets when we came into this barracks. So they were able to have the Bible and how much that Bible would bless the people in that room as they read it. So they started feeling more grateful. And then Betsy thanked Heavenly Father for the fleas. And Corey was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> Not even God can make me grateful for the fleas, is what she said. And Betsy reminded her, give thanks in all circumstances. So they did, even though she wasn't really feeling grateful for it, right? 
then a, a while later, one of them got sick and was kind of assigned to knit some socks or something like that. And there was an argument on how it should be handled. And so they went to the guards and they realized none of the guards would come in to check on it, to, to help them resolve the conflict. And it was then that they realized the guards wouldn't come in because of the fleas. They didn't realize that before. And the guards would do awful things to these prisoners. And these sisters in this barracks had so much more freedom and ability to study the scriptures, to enjoy one another's company without the fear of the guards because of these fleas. Like, how amazing is that? And God was able to help her feel grateful for those fleas. So I've been trying to do that more in my life. The little things, the silly little things that <laughs> I get upset about or wish were different, um, that I don't love or don't like, I've been trying to start to pray for those about those things and thank Heavenly Father for them. And recognize that I can't see everything. I can't see the whole picture. I don't think this thing is awesome, but who knows? Maybe it is awesome, <laughs> right? So just opening ourselves up to that. So I hope something in today's mes message resonated with you to realize that God isn't, things aren't happening to us. He's not letting things happen to us. He's letting things happen for us. That no matter what it is that happens, it can be made and turned into our good, our gain, our learning, our understanding. It can all be turned to good if we let him. If we let him in and help us turn it into good, it will be even better than we can ever imagine. So thanks for listening. Reach out on Instagram or on my website, jaqueltoll.com. I'd love to do some one-on-one -on -one coaching with you to help you to see what areas you're struggling, especially in your marriage. There's There can be lots of things that you feel like are happening to you but how are they happening for you? And how do you want your marriage to be? And how can recognizing that things are for your learning and understanding and maybe everything that's happened in your marriage is exactly how it should have happened so that you can now create an amazing future in your marriage. I can help you to see that and to work towards that and help you on that journey. So I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.